0: so merriam Webster says for many people any attempt to define the word pornography calls to mind the oft-quoted line from Supreme Court Justice Potter Stewart in 1964 I know it when I see it While compilers of dictionaries might wish to grant such latitude in explaining the meaning of certain words, they are held to a higher standard. Pornography, which has been used in English since the middle of the 19th century, comes from the Greek pornographos, written about prostitutes, and initially referred to visual or written matter designed to cause sexual arousal, a meaning that is still the most common one employed today.
1: Okay, hi! Um, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex, episode 2. We now have a thousand listeners. No, we don't. That was a lie. <laughs> five? So to the five of you? Just kidding, we have a little more than that. But, uh, Thanks for listening to the last podcast. I did post about it on my Facebook page. I had posted uh, just like a, Hey guys, check out my podcast or check out my blog, whatever. And this lady from my mission, <laughs> she commented, she said, I think you've been hacked with like all the crying, laughing emojis. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have not been hacked. Uh, I, on I,
0: purpose. I, joking aside, um, it's called What's Up With All The Porn. And some of, well, most of the material that we were gonna talk about comes from the Fight The New Drug website. They are amazing, and they have a lot of statistics and information and stories um, related to pornography and its uses, the way that it impacts people, families, relationships, um, in all different levels. And so we just want to credit them with a lot of this background, that they are the ones who really are making a big effort to help people understand what pornography is and what it is doing to the population. Yeah. We just want to start with the fact that porn
1: affects a family and a relationship inevitably. Um, we do believe, however, that an individual who has changed can change, period. We disagree with the idea uh, of once an addict, always an addict. Also, we just wanted to give a little side note. Uh, girls view porn, too. I, I always heard, like, boys struggle with porn, but I never heard anything about girls, it was kind of thrown under the rug, or swept under the rug, like, remember that boys struggle with pornography, we need to, like, watch out for that, and we need to watch out for who we date, and he's like, oh yeah, and some girls struggle with pornography too, but boys, boys struggle with pornography, and it was always like, well, okay, anyway, so, aside from that, we just want to say that, um, statistically speaking, a third of regular pornography viewers are female, It doesn't matter what gender you are, it doesn't matter what age you are, it can hit anyone,
0: In this episode, we are going to talk about statistics and some of the effects of pornography. um, How to work with a child who struggles with pornography and how to work with a loved one who struggles with pornography. And those two are pretty related in a lot of the strategies, but we will address both of them. A lot of
1: people are like, what does this have to do with, let's talk about sex. What does pornography have to do with sex? Uh, Because pornography has no place in a healthy sex life. It needs to be gone in order for... Yeah, and a healthy life in general. That's totally right. And so it needs to be gone in order for that to reoccur or just occur in general. And so it has everything to do with it. Like, honestly, pornography can affect you physically and sexually, but just a relationship in general, like it can affect a marriage uh, from not being able to feel attraction towards your spouse mentally and emotionally to erectile dysfunctions it can affect so many things so we wanted to go over a few facts about pornography that we found on uh, fight the new drugs website we'll start with number one 64% of young people ages 13 to 24 actively seek out pornography weekly or more often.
0: Number two, teenage girls are significantly more likely to actively seek out porn than women 25 years old and above. Number three, a study of 14 to 19 year
1: olds found that females who consumed pornographic videos we're at a significantly greater likelihood of being victims of sexual harassment or sexual assault.
0: Number four, porn sites receive more regular traffic than Netflix, Amazon, and Twitter combined each month. Now, I don't know about the rest of you, but Netflix and Amazon, those are some of my favorite places to be. I could browse through those sites for days. And even just the thought like, The fact that pornography sites receive more traffic than that. I mean, you think about all the people who are on Amazon and Netflix every single day. Not to mention Twitter. That is a lot of traffic. Yeah. So much of it. Number five. 35% of all internet
1: downloads are porn related.
0: Six. uh, Recorded child sexual exploitation, known as child pornography, is one of the fastest growing online businesses. Ew. <laughs> That's all she has to say. Um,
1: but, and maybe just say, though, it is a drug. And just like any other drug, if I start with marijuana, I'm going to end up with meth. You know, like, it just, nothing's good enough. And so you keep going to extremes. And so eventually these people who are just hooked on this drug called pornography get hooked into extremes that they would have never considered before. Which in a lot of sad instances is child pornography. Which is exploitation of an innocent child which is so unfortunate number seven that's my turn 624,000 child porn and more child porn traders have been discovered online in the u.s alone
0: number eight between 2005 and 2009 child pornography was hosted on servers located in all 50 states it can alter our sense of reality and some of these statistics are kind of showing us that it doesn't really matter where we live, it doesn't really matter what we do, that pornography is out there, and it, and everyone is susceptible.
1: In 2018 alone, more than 5 billion... I'm going to repeat it.
0: What? Say what? 5.5 billion. Oh, I forgot the point
1: .5. 5.5 billion hours of porn were consumed on the world's largest porn site, which is Pornhub, if anyone has heard of Pornhub, so.
0: And number 10, the world's largest free porn site also received over 33.5 billion site visits during 2018 alone. This is, like, astronomical. Aren't those crazy stuff? It's insane. Yeah, they're crazy. Oh, my goodness. And it makes you sad. It...
1: But again, it's such an addicting drug because it's something we all want. And so that's something actually in a communications class that I just was learning the other day. We read um, Jesus Christ, the perfect leader. Something that the article says is, and I believe it's by Ezra Tuff Benson, but he mentions that Christ, when there is a problem, like 5.5 billion hours of porn being consumed in 2018 on one side, that's a problem. Christ would get down to what is the real problem, because all those hours of porn viewed is just a byproduct, but the issue is all those people who don't feel content in a relationship, don't feel love, don't feel, you know, the list goes on and on, or who just were ensnared as a young kid, guy or girl, um, who were just ensnared and they just got hooked on this drug, like, Every one of them has a beginning and every one of them can have an end if we allow that uh, addiction to die. So second, what we want to talk about. Also, I realized in these podcasts, I go, (laughs) so when I'm editing, it will like the little sound waves will go like spike up super high. and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I did this again. So annoying. Um, I'll try not to do that, everyone, for your ears sake. So number two that we want to talk about is our children and pornography. Studies have been showing that children as young as seven years old have been accessing pornography. And that seven. Seven. So if you have a kid and a tablet or a kid and a desktop or a kid and you're giving him or her your iPhone or or Samsung, we're not we're not we're not biased here. Exactly. They can view porn. Like any if they know how to unlock your phone, they know how to get porn. And it's not because they want it, but how about they know how to come across porn? And then once they come across it, then they know how to find it.
0: And this isn't saying, we're not trying to say that letting your children use iPads or iPhones or computers is bad. It just means that we, you know, as parents, even as siblings, need to be aware and need to make sure that we're teaching with this use of electronics. Because they're not evil. They're not horrible. They're not bad. And it doesn't make you a bad parent for letting your children use these things. It just means that, hey, we need to recognize that there's some education that needs to happen. Cool. That we need to make sure that our kids know, hey, if you come across this on accident, if this is something you see, just come talk to me about it. Come tell me. We'll deal with it together. Yeah. Because this isn't something that's good for you. Yeah. Just like putting your hand on a hot stove isn't good for you. Um,
1: Speaking of hot stove, Caroline was over here for with me and Brogan, my husband, for dinner. And I was also making a cake because my sister's birthday is tomorrow. I'm like <laughs> on the verge of laughing right now. <laughs> And I looked at the cake. I was like, oh, yeah, it's been in there for like 20 minutes. And it is like completely overflowed on like not in the pan anymore. It looks like a giant muffin. I'm just like, what? What? Anyway, so don't put your hand on a hot stove and don't put too much cake batter in your tin. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) back to what we were saying. Children as young as seven can access pornography or earlier. And so when should we talk to our children about pornography? Not just sex, but also pornography way before seven
0: <laughs> or way before we ne- think we need to. I think that, you know, children are protected under they're innocent. the yeah. umbrella of childhood. Yeah. That means like, oh, we don't need to talk about these things because they're children. They're yes. innocent. They yes. won't be exposed to it. But they that's will. just not reality. No. And it's a really hard reality to accept that you know kids aren't safe anymore yeah so what we're what we're saying is if we as parents fail to teach about
1: sexuality and the acknowledgement of their sexual feelings of kids sexual feelings pornography will it will teach them curiosity Uh, a lot of parents are under the impression or just people in general are under the impression that if they talk about sex first or if they talk about pornography first that will strike curiosity in the child or in the individual and they will go look it up themselves. But that is not true, that is such a myth. We talk about it in the healthy, real way, and then the curiosity will be more satisfied in that child. And so that's just a myth that I've seen a lot, um, that that so many people, adults, are so fearful of striking curiosity in your child, which we're naturally curious about our sexual identity because it's so a part of us ever since we're born. And so obviously they're going to be curious. So it's not your words that'll make them curious. Trust me, they're already curious. Um, Right.
0: right, And and when we, you know, have an opportunity to let them, to teach them in a way that is educational, that's comforting, that's realistic, then their questions have been answered and they don't have to go look for answers anywhere else. Mm -hmm. And the answers that you find on the internet that you find through pornography are not constructive to a healthy mindset.
1: And, and,
0: and, and... They're not <laughs> sorry, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> porn isn't real.
1: It is so funny to me that we are well, not we, but like people are viewing this thinking that this is what real sex is and it is not. And so that's the thing. And NPR did a they did a little bit on the porn industry and they interviewed a porn star and He was saying that his director kind of was like, cut, cut, cut. And he's like, hey, you're really good at having sex and all. Which, what kind of a compliment is that? I have no idea. But anyway, he's like, you're good at this. You're good at this. But you and the girl have too much chemistry going on. We need you to like almost kind of like disconnect from her and almost absentmindedly have sex with her because the viewers of this video, of this film, won't like that. Because they wanna, cause you're getting in the way of them, almost imagining if they were in your shoes. So interesting, because again, it's not real. It is not real sex. Unfortunately, the viewing and the consumption of pornography can, if viewed enough, can lead a husband or a wife to not enjoy totally real sex. Rewire your brain. It rewires your
0: brain, just which, like oh, go ahead. Just like any kind of addiction does it changes your perceptions so one of the things we've been talking about a lot in uh, some of my nursing classes is the use of opioid drugs and that one of the crazy things that we're seeing in medicine right now is that because of the high use of narcotics and drug abuse with you know prescription and non-prescription drugs is that when people come into hospitals they have to have this insane dosage in order to achieve even any kind of pain relief. And it's because they've built up a tolerance. It's because their body has changed the way that it accepts that type of medication to relieve that pain. And so with pornography, it changes the way that our brain traces pleasure. There's an adjustment that happens the more that someone views porn or uses porn or anything like that, that suddenly what used to work for them doesn't work anymore and it has to change. Mm -hmm. And as that escalates and continues, like Ashton said, you know, our relationships suffer because husbands and wives no longer are finding that can no longer find that satisfaction with their spouse Mm -hmm. and
1: this does sound pretty doom and gloom which we do not mean for that to sound but it is a reality that pornography does do those things and to pretend that it doesn't or to act like oh not my kid he won't access that she won't access that that's a lie and so what we do want to say just like the brain can be rewired by pornography it can also be rewired again by healing from the effects of pornography that means stop use completely Um, but your brain can be rewired again you can have a healthy relationship you can have a healthy sex life after consumption of pornography. Heck, even after being a porn addict, if you try at it, I really do believe this, and it's not just because I'm religious, but I do believe that Jesus Christ helps those things. He is the master healer of any addiction, any addiction. And again, once an addict, always an addict, that is not true. That is not true, and through Christ that's not true.
0: in the act. Pull him or her aside lovingly. They are in enough pain, believe it or not, already and it's killing them inside despite what you might think. As enticing as porn is, they want out. They don't know how to break the barriers of shame, guilt, and embarrassment. It's too much for their minds to handle between the ages of 5 and 17 years old, in my opinion. My son is 10 years old and his battle is fierce.
1: So it's a very mature thing that these kids are dealing with. First, to see such graphic images and in some porn cases violent images that these children are seeing so really traumatizing that a kid has to go through and because sometimes we just view any porn user as a perv and I think that is wrong of us it is an addictive material it is wrong I do think that Um, but it's also really hard to go through and I love this quote yeah it doesn't make you a bad person and so, again, we talked about this last episode. Shaming is never an answer, even with pornography. And even if you are a religious parent who has clearly taught your child that religiously, morally, pornography consumption is wrong. Again, shaming is going to be something that you might want to do so that they won't do it again. But, but this is shedding light on your kid doesn't want to do it again. They want out. This is traumatizing. This is scary stuff that they're having to go through at such a young age. They need your help and not your shame there's five steps i guess you could say it says from fight the new drug what to do when you're when you find out your child's been exposed to pornography online number one is stay calm how you react to finding out that your child has viewed porn will be remembered far more than the material itself have a conversation not a shouting match
0: number two is be supportive not scolding Your child is probably unsure about how they feel about what they just witnessed. They may feel ashamed or they may be curious. Understanding where your child is in terms of this content is key. As a parent, you want to be able to see through your child's eyes. Being supportive is the only way to do this.
1: This is a big one. Build trust while setting expectations. More than likely, this is a journey and not a one-time experience. Let your child know how your family deals with this type of content. Fortunately, the relationship you have with your child is stronger than any content they've seen.
0: Number four is keep asking questions. Continuing the conversation over weeks, months, and years will be the best thing you can do. Check in from time to time and don't shy away when the subject arises. This way, an awkward situation turns into an opportunity to strengthen communication with your child.
1: And this is a huge one, and it is a big one, but put filtering and monitoring systems in place. Don't just put your head in the sand. The same technology that causes problems can also create solutions. There are amazing tools out there that not only block content, but also let you know what your child is doing online. Put these in place now, and that is not wrong of a parent to do. That's not a helicopter mom. That's not a helicopter dad. That's keeping your kids safe just like we lock the doors at night. Why don't we lock our computers? That is just as evil as the stuff that can come into our house. And one thing that Brogan and I have talked about is we don't want a computer monitor to be behind closed doors. We'd like it out in our living room, out in the open, because if a child needs to do a homework assignment, they can for sure do it in front of anyone else. There's a few precautions, and it's not you being a helicopter parent or someone who doesn't trust their kid. It's just like a lock on a door.
0: I think one of the important things with this is to explain and maybe let your kids know why they're in place. Like it's not because we think you're bad. It's not because we think you're gonna break all these rules and look at all these bad things. It's just we are wary of this. We want to protect you. You know have a conversation with them. Let them know what pornography is. Make sure they understand why they need this precaution in place. Why they need this lock on the door. And that's the biggest one is just being
1: open and being a parent that is approachable. And if you're not naturally like that, get out of your comfort zone because your kid needs someone to talk to.
0: You or it's the friends at school probably aren't the best source of
1: information. Honestly, (laughs) honestly. Probably not. I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know. Yeah, the school bus, the back of the school bus is not where you want your kid to hear about sex or about porn for the first time, right? Like you want that to be with you. You're the first line of defense. Jordy Jones, who, um, is a leader, oh, there I go again, ah, that she's a leader in the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, she is over the primary, so that's the children's organization within the church, and she gave a talk at, um, it's called the Utah Coalition Against Pornography, I believe. And she was a keynote speaker. And so she was talking about, and she kind of like added on to Porn Kills Love, so from Fight the New Drug, and she reversed it. She said, I think that love kills porn. And I really liked that. And again, that's there's more to it than just that because you can certainly love someone, but they can still have an addiction. And it doesn't just get rid of it, but it is all about the support. about three things uh when we're protecting our children or anyone against pornography we always remind them that I love you I love you I love you this is why we have the lock on the computers this is why we have it in the living room it's because I love you I don't want you to go through these things and see those really graphic and and evil things online number two is what's the response to when your child does say or when a loved one says Hey, I'm I'm struggling right now with pornography. I I've watched it twice this week. Instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, all is lost, say I still love you. I still love you. Okay, no matter what, I still love you." And then with the healing process, reminding them that I will always love you. Like there's nothing that you can do that won't make me love you any less or any yeah, any less. <laughs> and so that's just a few notes that she had from that talk, and again, healing's possible, and we know that's through Christ. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe in Christ, if you're not Christian, what helps you, like, get through hard things? Turn to that, and that's the biggest thing, is that we can heal.
0: So Linda S. Reeves is another leader in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and she um, has another quote that says, We as leaders are also greatly concerned about the spouses and families of those suffering from pornography addiction. Elder Richard G. Scott, who previously was another leader as well, has pleaded, If you are free of serious sin yourself, don't suffer needlessly the consequences of another's sins. You can feel compassion, yet you should not take upon yourself the feeling of responsibility for those acts. Know that you are not alone. There is help addiction recovery meetings for spouses are available including phone-in meetings which allow spouses to call in a meeting and participate from their own homes how do we protect our children and youth filters are useful tools but the greatest filter in the world the only one that will ultimately work is the personal internal filter that comes from a deep and abiding testimony of our heavenly father's love and our savior's atoning sacrifice for each one of us this quote definitely brings into conversation a lot of our fundamental beliefs as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, and as Christians that we truly do rely on God and on Jesus Christ for a lot of support in difficult times in our lives. That we do have a deeply rooted belief that through their love we are capable of overcoming anything and that there is a lot in our lives that we can't do on our own.
1: And for those of you who are struggling with porn, and for those of you who have loved ones or children who who struggle with porn, just know that porn is not good, but that does not mean the person is not good. And I've seen that firsthand with my loved ones. I just hope that we can all really see that it does not mean the individual is bad. Just someone who got caught up in the wrong stuff. <music> So that's something that we want to talk about today, um, is not let's just talk about sex with our kids and with each other, but let's talk about porn openly, freely, not in an inappropriate way. Let's talk about it and expose it as what it is, which is not real and something that destroys love, but something overcomable.
0: Kind of as we wrap this up, I think that one of the main things that we wanted to get across today is that... There is more to pornography than the surface level and that this is not something that's going away. It's not going to go away tomorrow. It's not going to go in 10 years. It's probably going to get worse. The purpose of this podcast, we want to open that door to have a conversation, but that's never going to get breached and that's never going to be talked about if we don't open the avenue of communication. And that's kind of one of the things we really wanted to focus on today was that this is something we need to talk about.
1: Love it. Let's talk about sex. Alright,
0: until next week.
1: Until next week, where we'll talk about, I don't know yet, because I'm a college kid just trying to do my math homework. Okay.